What's up, everybody? Welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Back in the beautiful heart of Arlington County. Of course, that is Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode 170 and an exciting episode to get to. Very excited because we have both our co-hosts and crew intact today. To my right, of course, it's Tess Strike. Tess, how are you? How's it going, guys? It is good and thrilled to have back in studio. We never know if he's ever going to come back, but to, of course, to my left, it's Wamey Docs. Docs, what's up? I'm gone for like one week, and <laughs> you miss your intro cue on the intro song. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, I was, I I was a little late coming in. You're right. No, you were early. Early. So okay. you don't even know. How long have you been doing this? Uh, 170 <laughs> shows. I don't understand how like the entire household unravels when I'm gone just to go I know. Uh, buy an apple at the grocery store. It's crazy. Uh, it is crazy, but we're glad to have you back. Uh you know, I probably won't be feeling that way later on when he's needling me in the show. But for now, mm-hmm. I'm, glad, I'm glad to have Doc's back. Got to start early. Got a lot of making up to do. Yeah, it's true. Well, it's a, it's a better show when we're all here. And, and it's a big show to get to uh, today, guys. And, you know, I say that probably most every week. But today really is a big show. Mm-hmm. Really big show. Uh, a lot to get into, you know, since Docs is back. I've got some items that have been in the queue that I wanted to talk to him about. Oh, in the queue. Good <laughs> yeah. British reference. Yep. So we will we will touch on those uh, movies. I was worried about him for a reason. He was traveling. I didn't travel. and I, yeah. So there's a lot to, lot to talk about there. So we'll touch on all that stuff uh, later in the program. Uh, we were designated a top five something in the world. Mm-hmm. And I'll just tease it at that. In the world, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was we as uh, the podcast, we as Pacers Running, we as the Arlington community. I'll just leave you it. You don't know? I, I do know, but I just uh-huh. want to keep it a little bit vague so uh-huh. we can tease the listeners so they'll hang in there. I mean, top five in the world, that's you know that's uh-huh. huge. Uh, so we'll touch on that towards the end of the show. Okay. Uh, UVA, you know, is near and dear to our heart. Your uh, heart. I, yeah, well, that's true. We talked to you last week about uh, how you have ties to Virginia Tech. But stop bringing that up every episode. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. Uh, we're going to talk about the new president at UVA who is sworn in and what he's doing uh, that is running related there in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. And we've got a very exciting guest to get to today, guys. We've had him on the show before. A repeat. Uh, in the podcast that we did for the running event. Uh-huh. Keith Kelly of New Balance. He's the global marketing manager for performance running at New Balance. He's going to join us to talk about uh, a lot of happenings at New Balance. Uh, they just signed Sydney McLaughlin uh, to a long-term contract. Uh, she is a uh, star in the track and field world. Mm-hmm. Uh, made an Olympic team at age 16 or 17. 17. I it was. Uh, so in high school. In high school. So uh, New Balance just signed um, her I know Keith was a part of that. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, what New Balance is up to, Sydney McLaughlin, and a lot of other things with Keith Kelly, who is the global marketing manager for performance running there at New Balance. He also was the 2000 individual cross-country champion, uh, Division One cross-country champion at Providence College. So we can touch on that with him as well. Mm-hmm. And you know what state Providence is in? Rhode Island? Correct. Yeah. Well, and interestingly enough, Docs is wearing a 2000 cross-country mm-hmm. shirt right now. Yeah. 
That's very random. You know what? Uh, Bob Kennedy dropped out of the championships. Oh, at this at that race. At this race. I wonder if. Well, Keith, Keith is not an American, so he would not have been running. He probably that, but, would not have run that race. But uh, you remember unless Bob he has Kennedy, a unless he has an American citizenship. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, why were you at that race, Greensboro, North Carolina? Great town. Why wouldn't I be? I don't know. Right. That's kind of judgy. That's, that's true. How Jeez. do you remember that Bob Kennedy dropped Jeez. out? Um, what do you mean? Like, how do I remember that? Former guest, Bob Kennedy. Yeah, I guess, yeah. you know, it's just as funny that that's the thing you remember from the event. Bob Kennedy, I had a poster of him on my right. on my uh, wall. That's right. Why wouldn't I have a, that's uh, a memory of his performance good. at the only race I ever saw him run in? That's a good point. All right, but before we get into all that, uh, we've talked a lot about bird scooters here on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not enough, if you ask me. <laughs> And we said we probably were going to stop talking about bird scooters, but Never. we just can't help ourselves, what a, right? What a dumb promise. Uh, yeah. So uh, before uh, the show started today, uh, we were looking out uh, on Clarendon Boulevard. We have a picture window, yes, which mm-hmm. I spend 98% of the show looking out at. <laughs> Staring off and mm-hmm. not listening. Uh, mm-hmm. but, Why listen? But uh, we, we saw a gentleman stop his car and get out and start... Uh, adjusting and fixing a bird scooter. And, you know, he didn't have any official bird scooter uniform on or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, it was just a guy with two kids in his car who was out with a with a wrench fixing mm-hmm. a bird scooter. Uh, now, I've, I've said on this program before how I've used bird scooters to get up the hill. Mm-hmm. And uh, replace the bike share. Yep. From Roslyn into Clarendon. Uh, my problem has been, though, when I'd go find these scooters, a few of them didn't work. So that was really frustrating when uh-huh. it was 100 degrees. So I thought, wow, this guy is doing a darn good service for the community here, fixing these bird scooters. A public hero. <laughs> he is a public hero. Maybe. Uh, but It's also possible that uh, he's a vandal. Yes. And the, and the reason why the bird scooters don't work is because he drives around with his kids all day long uh, and sabotages them. them. Yeah, that, you know, that's a very good point. And it, you, you couldn't tell because he didn't have any official bird scooter uh, gear on. Well, that's how you do tell. He's not official. That's, that's true. So Doc says to me, why don't you go and talk to him and ask him what the heck he's doing? Which I said, eh, nah, we, we got to get the show started. And I said, you know what? That's a good idea. So I did. Mm-hmm. So he said, how you doing? Um, are you, do you work for Bird Scooters? And he initially was... Can, I, of, can I interject? Yeah. Because I witnessed this thing. Mm-hmm. You didn't say, how are you doing? Which would have right. been polite. You just walked out. You opened up the door and you were like... <laughs> Do you work for Bard Scooter? Yeah, it's, it's probably more accurate. It was it was accusationary. Yeah, it was it it did, he was taken aback a little bit by mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Um, which I get in hindsight, probably mm-hmm. not the way to greet him because yes. he doesn't work for Bird Scooter. Right, cost a stranger on the street about <laughs> exactly. his scooter usage. He's doing a good deed, right? Uh, he said, "No, I um, am contracted uh, to uh, fix Bird Scooters." I said, "Oh, really? Okay, that's cool." Um, you know, how does that work? What's the deal with it? And so then he proceeded to tell me that it's sort of like Uber. Like, if you want to work, you can work whenever you want to work. Uh, you get a contract with Bird Scooters, and you can drive around and find these scooters that aren't working. Generally, they have flat tires or there's a wire that isn't, uh, you know, connected or something like that. 
and he can fix them and everyone he fix he gets paid a certain amount of money so during his downtime he's driving his two kids around he sees up oh, on his phone there's a dead bird scooter so he goes dead bird and he uh and he and he fixes it and he gets paid to fix it mm-hmm. i said wow how do you know how to fix these things and he looked at me like you know i wasn't much of a man he looked at you and he was like it's a scooter yeah he's like <laughs> I, he's like yeah, i'm handy and and i said all right then i can't relate i was out on that i mean if it's a flat tire i think that's a low bar right that's true meet. that's true i probably could do that no so, you can't uh but he uh, <laughs> so he he fixes the scooters gets paid for them uh to each one he fixes he had one in his car so he had to take it back for further inspection at his house i guess he's got you know tools at his house the garage a garage yeah so, again not relatable to me but uh you know very impressive when these guys are handy like that uh and he said it's a nice little business for him and you know he's just driving around on his saturday as we record here on a saturday and fixing bird scooters so pretty cool nice guy um a pretty cool concept and I guess that's the way they fix the scooters. Who mm-hmm. knew? I, I guess that's cheaper than hiring, you know, a team of employees to Having drive around. Having somebody fully employed. Yeah, sure. fully employed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you don't have to pay benefits. It, it, you don't have to pay benefits. There's employee mm-hmm. taxes on these guys. You don't, mm-hmm. There's a lot of if smart reasons. If, if uh, everybody is being a responsible bird scooter-er, mm-hmm. then uh, these guys don't have any work. That, that's true. Now, I wonder if these guys, um, how do they know that there's a bird scooter that's broken? Well, Does somebody have to report it? He and, did say that on the app, you can see where the bird scooters are, and there's a red light. He's pointed me to the scooter where there was mm-hmm. a red light. I guess that triggers... Uh, it on the app that shows that is a bird scooter that's dead that doesn't work. So here's here's how we're going to take advantage of this. Okay, right? mm-hmm. and this is how you are going to be involved in something that you otherwise could not possibly be involved in. Uh, you are going to uh, rent the scooters. Mm-hmm. And you're just going to keep reporting them broken, and then it's going to be nothing wrong with it. And then I'll go and report it fixed. Well, the the I, I, I get where you're going with that. Not mm-hmm. a bad plan. Mm-hmm. Foolproof. There, no, but there needs to be an actual problem because the bird scooter will uh, report that it is... And kind of self-diagnose their issues. Yeah, it, it kind of self-diagnoses their issues. Yeah, exactly. So the, the red light comes on and then sends, sends a signal into the satellite somehow. And then the bird scooter... I don't think they have person, a satellite. Well, you probably know better than, than us about that. So but you go around disconnecting wires. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a bad Just idea. Just let the air out of the tires. And I'll, right. go, I'll go with my, bump, my bike pump and pump it up. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you wanted to do something that was, you know, We're going to have to cut devious. this whole section. Yeah, exactly. No, I think this is a good idea because <laughs> I'm tired of see, tripping over these bird scooters when I'm on my walks. Well, I think they're here to stay. Nope. Um, you, know, you don't think We're so? We're going to bankrupt them. <laughs> <laughs> through contract work well we'll keep you updated on this program if there's nothing else we do it's it's a little bit of running and definitely we keep you posted on uh happenings in bird scooters we so talk we will... about bird scooters more than dogs now <laughs> i know we'll keep you posted up on. to date with the flock <laughs> yeah with the with the next bird scooter thing all right uh next up guys excited to be joined on the phone by a previous guest of the podcast, I'd say he's a friend of the podcast, Keith Kelly, Global Marketing Manager for Performance Running at New Balance. He's going to join us next here on Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Tess, we are excited to be joined on the phone by Global Marketing Manager at New Balance for Performance Running. It's our friend of the show. It's Keith Kelly. Keith, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, Chris. Doc, pleasure to have you uh, on the podcast on Tess, who I haven't met yet, but well, well hear from you guys. She, well, it's it's uh, a thrill to have you back. Uh, Tess is filling Joanna's role, and literally, I'm sitting in her seat. You are sitting in her seat, and and now Joanna is a colleague of yours, Keith. Um, give was, the audience, give the audience, like, how's Joanna doing? I mean, I know you don't work directly be, with her, but be you, honest, she doesn't <laughs> listen to this anymore, so you can say whatever you want about her. I was with Joanna just this past week in Florida at our at our sales meeting. And it was her first New Balance sales meeting, and she did wonderful. She was mixing them with the crowd. She's uh, moved up to upstate New York to mm-hmm. take over a pretty significant territory in terms of volume and like legacy running specialty retailers in that territory from Fleet Feet Syracuse and Fleet Feet Albany and, and Rochester. And she's hit the ground running. She must have had great uh, experience at Pacers that she brought there. <laughs> I agree. I, I I couldn't have said it better, man. No, we 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 are thrilled. She's I, I've connected with her a few times, and she's doing a great job. And thrilled to be there at a very cool company. I mean, Keith, you guys steal all our cool employees. Well, not all of them. I well, got a couple of them in yeah, here, and it's great because Trip can be a mentor for her. Yep. Also, and as she gets up the uh, speed, and Trip was down and and. Naples with us last week, and we were just catching up on the beach, having a beer, talking about uh, how great Pacers is and how we have to figure out how to steal more staff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got Samia, you got Trip, and you got Joanna. Uh, for me, that's a, like a feeder program. That's enough. The farm team. Yeah, exactly. That's enough for now. Like, all right, I, I want to talk. There's a lot to get to, um, but let's start with. With we, you talked about farm team and soccer and like, uh, well, farm team makes me think of soccer. I should say it does. You're, you're, well, baseball. Well, you know the, the way that the soccer leagues are done. I okay, feel like you we're explain like, this to me, Farley. We're like the we're like the 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 feeder league to New Balance, where New Balance is the mm-hmm. premier league, mm-hmm. and we are like their feeder league. Oh no, I think it's the other way around. I think we're the retirement league. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> so we, we, you've got three big soccer fans. And I know you're a big soccer fan, Keith, and you guys sponsor Liverpool. I haven't kept tra- yeah. tra- how How's Liverpool been? How's the relationship been for uh, New Balance and uh, with Liverpool? It's been wonderful. Liverpool are playing right now. They're 20 minutes into a game against Huddersfield Town, and it's uh, 0-0. But Liverpool are currently sitting in the top three of the Premiership. Chelsea drew at Manchester United this morning, so they dropped two points. And Manchester City won 5-0. So right now, Manchester City are back on top of the table. But Liverpool have a great energy about them, a great football style. Their manager, Jurgen Klopp, is bigger than life. In fact, you know, we sponsor Jurgen as well to a, to a deal. And what he contributes to New Balance and the New Balance brand in that world is wonderful. But yeah, they're a huge... It's a different level of sponsorship. It's a global brand. And to be aligned with a global brand like Liverpool is really good for a small, privately held company out of Boston. 
Yeah, and I know that you you do performance running, so you're not really involved as much in the soccer side. You're just a, a big time fan, and I'm sure it's a thrill to see your brand sponsor them. But it is pretty cool to see New Balance and in, in like you know Premier League soccer now is capturing like the attention of a lot of youth here in the states. And so it's pretty it really cool is. to see them. And that's, I mean, I don't know if you guys thought that that was going to be the case or if you guys would be relevant um, with these young kids in, in the U.S. because of this sponsorship or if it was some, uh, you had other designs uh, initially, but it, it really has been pretty good for you, right? Well, yeah, we definitely wanted to get more global as a brand. You can't be a global brand and, and not be in the global sports. And, uh, you know, soccer is the biggest global sport and other sports like basketball and cricket are huge global sports. So we have to be there in those sports if we want to compete with the other kind of third place brands like Under Armour or Puma and so on and so forth. Do you think the, yes, the football, if you will, um, connection has anything to do with the three-time gold medalist Usain Bolt taking on the sport himself? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and he scored a goal there the other day. So he scored two. Oh, he scored two. Yeah, scored he scored twice. Test, yeah. You know, I haven't been following too much of the league he's in. But, uh, <laughs> you don't follow the Australian but, uh, Premier teams? It's an Australian Premier. Yeah, all right. I thought he's on an Australian Bar League team. <laughs> but there's no doubt that uh, even the rise of FIFA as the game, the video game, and Pro Evolution Soccer as the video game. That's been huge for the premiership within the U.S. market. Yeah. Kids are, are obsessed with it, true. That they know all the players. Oh, how and sweet would it to be as playing as Usain Bolt in FIFA? I know that would be pretty cool. There you go. I, I wonder if his if his league is on uh, the FIFA <laughs> video game. Right, probably not. That's probably like a, a f- that's the feeder league that I was talking about initially. Those type of leagues. Uh, but yeah. you guys have really resonated with the youth, which is crazy, man, because you started at New Balance seven years ago. And back then, like, you guys were known as the older person's shoe, right? Dad's shoes. Dad's shoes, exactly. Yeah. We were we were a very white brand and very uh, male-dominated, mm-hmm. for sure. But, uh, you know, Tom Cardio came to the company 10 years ago, and he came with a vision. And I think the best thing about being a private company like New Balance is, you know, Tom can speak to Mr. Davis and say, you know, we have a vision. What we need from you is patience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jim, Jim has patience and he he's not in a rush. He wants to be the best, not necessarily the biggest. He wants to have the best relationship with his wholesale partners. He wants to have the best relationship with his sports marketing partners. And all of that was put into place 10 years ago John Evans and, and Tom Cario with a vision to get younger and it started with sponsoring the high school nationals it started with sponsoring high school teams and and getting a lot of investment into the armory in New York City mm-hmm. the New Balance Track and Field Center and what's happened as a result of that has changed the perception of the high school runner of our brand and, and therefore, that those kids are all in college now. They don't think of New Balance as the old white man brand. They think of New Balance as a dynamic, cool, young brand. Yeah, and we're going to talk to Keith here about Sydney McLaughlin here in a second, who is like the was one of the biggest stories in track and field, signing with New Balance last week. But just talking about what you guys done have done in the high school market, 
I mean, you know, seven years ago when you said we want to get in there and we want to compete and we want to win and be the top of the high school market, most people thought you were probably crazy because that world was dominated by Nike. And now, fast forward, like you guys are number one apparel uh, vendor in our stores with you know young with with high school kids buying it number one spike brand in our stores with obviously that's that's dominated by the high school kids it's just crazy to see the transformation did you uh, did you i mean did you have questions did you really see this happening uh like it has yeah i mean well we bought we bought into tom's vision that's why he assembled the team he has you know, from the product team with Claire Wood and, you know, you got Colin Ingram there now and Kevin Fitzpatrick and Becca Bro, and they're doing amazing stuff. And then the apparel side, uh, the team there is amazing under Deirdre Fitzgerald's leadership. But all these pieces were put in place, really, with Tom's vision. And, you know, I, I, I saw it happening at the Armory firsthand. You know, I, the, the team that worked on high school over-invested to give the kids an experience. And... That first year I was down there, which is going back seven years ago now, you know, we might have been on on the track. We might have been maybe three or four percent of the uh, the athletes' feet, mm-hmm. and then off the track, maybe even less. And now, when we go to the armory, we're forty five percent of the athletes' feet, and the same off the track. And you know, it's really dominated by ourselves, Nike, and and Saucony still have a strong foothold in the in the high school kids, but. I think we're just going to keep going from strength to strength with the the, the, the growth of the outdoor nationals and now we're the Foot Locker cross-country sponsor and going to bring the same energy to Foot Locker as we have to indoor and outdoor nationals. I think it's just going to keep growing. Yeah, and so Keith mentioned, uh, he mentioned the owner of the company. And a lot of people might not know they are privately held. Uh, Jim Davis is the owner of the company. Tom Carlio, who you also re- referenced, is VP of running, global running. Um, and these guys, I mean, you're, you're buddies with Tom, and you can go to the owner of the company, right? You can talk to the owner of the company. What's that relationship like? Well, for me, it's very. I'm very privileged. I mean, it, I think I'm in a lucky position because Jim's heart in running. And, you know, between Kevin Adams, our, our national sales manager, and Tom Cario, we and, and John Evans in sports marketing, we kind of have a little group that we, we get to uh, sometimes talk with Jim, and it's really, really wonderful. But Jim's family is so involved. His, his wife, Anne, is in charge of our HR department. And Chris Davis is now the VP of uh, marketing, global marketing, so he's all of our bosses. And Kasha, Jim's daughter, is director of our flagship uh, stores and merchandising hmm. of the flagship stores globally. So they're very, the whole family's very involved. It's a family business? And That's crazy. Wow. It's, it's amazing. And, and truly, you know, everyone has a relationship with the Davises. Everyone respects the Davises so much. And I, I think it's the, it's the unique part of Yvonne that kind of keeps the staff very, very loyal to the company. We don't have a huge amount of turnover because when you leave, people leave New Balance, they say the hardest thing to do is to, to go up to Chris or Kasia or Jim or Anne and say, you know, thanks for them leaving. Because it's feel, you feel like you'd be turning your back on your family. Right. And that's why when people say New Balance is a family, it's not it's not just talk. It's not just like culture that people say it's like a family. It truly is. 
you you work for the Davis family. You see what the Davises do for the community, how much they give back. More importantly, how much they give back without ever even letting anybody know what mm-hmm. they're doing. They, Jim Davis does not want his name in lights. Chris Davis, Kasha, and Anne do not want their name in lights. If you balance still something awesome for the city of Boston, sometimes we have to read about it in a press release. <laughs> really? That's really cool. Yeah. Well, you guys have, have got younger. Uh, like you mentioned, you sponsor. Now you guys headline and sponsoring Foot Locker Cross Country Nationals for, for high schoolers, uh, New Balance Indoor Nationals, New Balance Outdoor Nationals. Uh, you, you have revived the armory there in New York City. Uh, and you've also brought in a, a ton of, of really inspiring young athletes who I would say in the past would sign with Nike. Like you, you look at athletes that you have now, and I'd say those guys are going to sign with Nike. And it it started with Jenny Simpson, right? Absolutely, that's that's the name. I, you did mention her. I was going to mention her. Mm-hmm. She changed. She was a game changer for us. She was the first person that decided, you know we we talk about we're a fiercely independent brand. That's our that's our company uh, tagline. It's our company motto. She truly embodied fearless independence when she graduated from the University of Colorado. So decorated again, already sub four in the fifteen hundred meters. Everyone would have expected she's just going to maintain her relationship with Nike, coming from a Nike school. Mm-hmm. But she saw herself as as not another. Nike does amazing things with athletes, but she she saw that Nike had a lot of athletes, and she saw what New Balance wanted to do, what. Tom and John Evans wanted to do with the company, and she took a risk, and she came to New Balance, and her signing changed the game for us. And you, you guys have since signed um, athletes who've won medals and world championships and Olympic games. Absolutely. Um, Emma Col- Coburn, you know Brenda Martin. I mean, the list goes on and on. But what I thought was really interesting was recently you guys signed a couple years ago uh, Trevin Brumell, who's a sprinter. And that seemed kind of outside of the comfort zone of what New Balance was doing. Uh, talk about why, you know, John and you guys made that decision to sign someone like Trevon Brumel. Yeah, so exactly. we, we had spent a few years on a strategy which we had to win with the female consumer. We had to, to you know, eradicate that hangover of being a male-dominated brand. So the way you do that is you sponsor a kick-ass, women's middle distance team mm-hmm. and talking about in a, in a time when people talk about gender equality New Balance's investment was all about the female athlete mm-hmm. and you know, we built that squad with Brenda Martinez with Emma Coburn with Kim Conley with Emily Sisson with Abby Agostino. really really good athlete and we looked at it and then we had literally kind of probably gone too far <laughs> in that direction because we did some research and I was in some of the, the focus groups at the Armory and one of the big things that came out of that focus group in the Armory was you have amazing, amazing athletes but they're all middle distance. Right. They're all, where's your sprint, Where's your sprinters? Where's the diversity in, in ethnicity and in, in track events? And we knew that that was something we had to address we thought let's 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 make it let's go after the next generation jenny simpson someone who should not sign the new balance based on his peer group and 
let's go after the fastest sprinter, top 10 all time, world junior champ, NCAA champ, Trayvon Bramell. And Trayvon is an independent spirit and he came to the brand and it's been amazing that he, that he did. And with him came Bernard Norwood, a great 400 meter runner. And then the UK team picked up Harry Aikens, who's a, a huge star in the sprinting scene over there. And we built a little sprinting squad. Trayvon has had some injury problems, mm-hmm. but we forget that he came out as a freshman from Baylor. He'd be in his senior year now. He's still a kid. Wow. Trayvon can, Trayvon's best years are still ahead of him, but he just happened to have the bad luck of developing an injury on the Olympic year right. in, in, in Rio. And, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for us to say, you know what, you can't compete. It's just a matter of the Olympics. It's the big picture. He wanted to be on that Olympic team. He wanted to give himself a, a shot of winning an Olympic medal. It was both, you know, last hurrah, and he wanted to be there challenging for it. And in the end, he did some damage to his Achilles tendon. But we have a lot of patience, and like that long-term strategy, Trayvon knows that we, we are going to stand by him. We know how good he is. You don't run as fast. You don't run 9, 8, 4 as an 18-year-old right. with an amazing, amazing ability. So... We're going to stand by him. Yeah, and and, and that's you know that's probably why our, our listening audience doesn't know him as well is because he he was an Olympian he was not an Olympian Olympian in 2016 but you know he was on that trajectory obviously until the injury. Yeah, he he but he, he competed in the four by 100 meter. Oh, he did. Okay, okay, got it. And uh, and yeah, and ended up doing some damage to himself. But got it. no, he knows he knows the score. He knows we got his back, and uh, he's been great for us. But he's been great for us too in in, the, in helping the team develop great sprinting products. And you know, it's funny that the products that he were he was behind the development of in the Vazi Sigma. That's the shoe that that Gabby Thomas wore, mm-hmm. breaking her NCAA 200 meter record, and she is now part of the New Balance family. So. It's all coming full circle. Everyone helps everyone. You know? Well, yeah, it's it, it, it's very true, man. And that that brings us to you know you know th- that sets the stage for for you guys signing what I think is you know one of the bigger athletes ever coming out of uh, you know high school and college. Um, and this person, I think, can truly, I think, can transcend you know the sport and you know can can she can resonate with people outside of the sport she's got that sort of charisma she's got that sort of talent uh she made the olympic team at 17 years old and that's uh, of course sydney mclaughlin um what a huge signing by you guys yeah it's a game changer i, I you know the whole company is so excited but you know i'm going to give the kudos to to john evans and Tom Cardio and, and Kevin Kedrosi there in the sports marketing team. Chris Davis gave them the green light and said, you go get this girl. Mm-hmm. And the, the truth is that, yes, we had to go up against every single other brand in the industry who wanted to sign Sydney McGrocken. But you have to go back five years ago to when she was a freshman at Union Catholic. She did all of her, all of her races at the Armory. Mm. So... It, it comes full circle. Mm-hmm. When she when she started racing at the Armory, New Balance banners were all around her. Her team repeated New Balance uniforms and, and track spikes. She wore our product all the way through high school as she was breaking world right. records. She competed at, at, at the uh, Rio Olympics in a pair of New Balance 
middle distance spikes. <laughs> and she was on the team, and she was on the indoor team that broke the world record in the DMR uh, with, with Jenny Simpson, Brenda Martinez, and Emma Coburn. And she had her custom New Balance uniform on. So she came out of Kentucky. We were immediately at the table, whereas a few years ago, Sydney McLaughlin's not thinking about New Balance. Right. She's thinking Nike, Adidas. She's thinking UA, big, big marketing companies. But she trusts our brand. Her parents trust our brand. They trust John, John and Tom and Claire Woodman down there for the pitch. And it's just amazing. Like, we, we, we didn't think, some people didn't think it was going to happen. I will hold my hands up and say I was a little bit skeptical. Mm-hmm. I thought at the end of the day, her agents are going to drive her towards one of these bigger brands that do big TV campaigns. But it came down to, I think it came down to trust. And who does she and her parents trust will stand by her as she goes on this journey? Yeah, do you think they made that decision of like just another Nike athlete on the list versus being a premier New Balance athlete, center of the brand? Do you have that opportunity to be really the face of New Balance versus just another name on the list? Yeah, I mean... Tess, I think there is truth to that. I, mean, I don't know the behind the scenes. I don't know, you know, if Nike went all the way. I'm not too sure what the strategy is there. I can, speaking for New Balance, though, I know that when what we told her was, yes, of course she'll be, along with some of her other athletes, the face of the, the Rio at the Tokyo Olympics and beyond. I mean, in LA in 2028, she'll be only like 29 years old. It's crazy. She'll probably be still in her peak, yeah. But what she gets from us is a company that will stand by her through it all and through her journey. And I, I think that that makes a huge difference. There's a pressure off her now. She can go and she can focus on doing what she does best, which is running fast and winning races. And we trust that she's going to win a lot of races. And already just seeing there is the, you know, she targets a different audience for us. And, and when she shared out her information, on her social media platforms just to sit there and read the comments and no one was commenting like, oh no, why did you sign the new balance? And there's always going to be a couple of haters but the truth is people were like throwing up fire emojis like this is different, this is fearless independence and we we pulled a billboard in New York we were all at the sales meeting following this and John and Q and that was down in New York and, and this big billboard for her in Times Square and it just set, it set the running world on fire and I got a bunch of text messages from people in the industry that were really happy for us and the truth is you know I'm just on the journey I'm, I'm, I'm happy for us too I didn't uh, work on that pitch mm-hmm. that was uh, truly the vision of John, Tom and, and Kevin and it worked and kudos to them and now I get to hopefully utilize her in some of our future campaigns and, and I can continue to tell the story that when the offers are on the table she chose she chose a brand that stood by her through high school and a brand she can trust and you know we even talking to our wholesale partners like you guys at Pacers that means something that's showing that the perception has changed when the hottest commodity coming out of the NCAA in, in a long long time maybe ever chose New Balance that, that means our brand has turned the corner and we're, we're on our way to 
for big and bigger and better things. Well, we, we will tweet out some of the stuff from, from Times Square, which was really cool. At Pace the Nation, we'll tweet it out with, where they announced uh, Sydney was there in Times Square. She's got a billboard behind her. Sid, uh, New Balance. It, very cool. Uh, and just finally on her, I mean, I just think there's people who have like that it factor who really like do their best when the lights are brightest. And she she's got this intangible that you can't really describe and she's like super charismatic she's she's all those things i mean i i, I don't know if I, you can describe better what i'm trying to articulate but but you know what i'm saying about her right she's got the vibe she's got it right Absolutely. i remember seeing her at the armory a few years ago i think she might may have been in her junior year and she was anchoring the four by four and they were way down and i'm like I know she's good, but she's not going right. to close this. And she was like, you know, you hear about people talking about someone who runs like a gazelle or it's just, it's just poetry in motion. That's, that's Sydney. She's poised. She doesn't make painful expressions on her face, even though she's at the limit. She keeps it together. She catches the whole field. She wins the race. She celebrates with her teammates. And she's just a high school girl. Right. She, I, I, I don't know. I, I know what you're saying, and it's, it's weird because she's still so young. She's 19. Right. But she she carries herself way beyond her years, and yet she's still got the playfulness and youth that she carried through the armory in all those years when we watched her kick an arse in, 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 in high school. Yeah. So I think she's going to bring a lot of creative ideas to the apparel team and the footwear team at New Balance. She's going to bring ideas to the marketing team. The digital team so excited to work with her and, and knowing that she's got such a strong following across social media. And she'll hopefully take us into this new this new era of marketing where people expect more from brands and they don't want to just be talked to. They want to be part of the conversation. And Sydney will, will bring us as part of the conversation to a huge group of new runners that we haven't spoken to in the past. I love it, man. Well said. All right. Well, before we let you go, I did want to talk New York City's in two weeks. Um, we've got Marine Corps this week that a lot of our local runners are training for. But also a lot of our local runners are getting ready for the New York City Marathon. That, you know, while everybody else is pulling out of marathons, New Balance is investing in the New York City Marathon, which is – if if it's if if it's Marine Corps in New York or I, I can't tell you which one's better. They're both one A and one B. You know they're both right up there. But it is you know New York is is obviously one of the best in the world. So what can we expect? Uh, some of the runners who are listening, what what can they expect to see from you from New, at, at New York? Well, it's year two and year one we exceeded expectations. So you know it's been a big challenge for us as a brand uh, to you know come back and say how can we top year one. But I think we will top year one. We once again are going to show up and take the expo to a whole new level of a shopping experience mm -hmm. for the runners. Where, you know, I can say this as a, a you know, we're, we're the retailer at the expo. And, of course, we want to sell a lot of stuff. But believe me, the, you would be surprised at the margin hit we're taking right. to, ensure that, to ensure that that expo is an experience that runners come to New York and, and, and they look at themselves and they say, this is the best marathon in the world. So it's not just because about all, selling stuff. It's an experience of the expo too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like the going in, if you want that photograph moment, you're not going to have to find a, a little wall with a poster on the back of it. You're <laughs> going to have amazing, you're going to have an amazing photograph moment that you will cherish. When yeah. you walk in, it's, we're bringing Fifth Avenue to the, 
to the expo. So there's a true heightened shopping experience with fantastic changing rooms and wayfinding that takes you through it on a journey, not just racks and racks of products. Mm. So we're really elevating that piece. And we're doing a lot with our direct-to-consumer stores, our fun hub, and our wholesale partners in New York City. Awesome. We're having, we're having group runs from Jackrabbit Sports, where Emma Coburn and, and Jenny Simpson will be on hand. We're going to have panels. We're doing a, uh, well, we're in conjunction with the New York Runners, doing a science of sport piece at, uh, at the, New, the New York Run Hub. We're hosting retailers from all over the world and giving them a great insight to our whole 2019 footwear and apparel and marketing brand launches. We will be doing VIP events throughout the city, a kickoff on Thursday night, a kickoff on Friday night, a viewing party on Sunday uh, on the course and after parties uh, for wholesale retailers, for guests of the brand, for contest winners from around the world. So everyone who is in, in any way related to New Balance is going to have an, an amazing experience in New York. And for me personally, going down for the second year now, there's a little pressure off because I know what to expect. Right. And I know what the, I know what the customers expect. And, you know, I'm looking forward to just having a good time. I'm going to ride the bike in the morning of the race at the wheelchair division again, which was a great uh, experience awesome. last year. So yeah, you, you rode the whole co- you you rode the whole course, or Farley? He did sixty one yeah, miles so, today. What's twenty six? Well, basically, yeah. So we we meet the wheelchair racers as they come off the Varazano Bridge. Oh, so got it. It's maybe it's maybe it's maybe two or three miles in for them, and then we line up based on the number of the wheelchair that we're, we're going to be uh, ushering. Right. And we have a little, we have whistles in our mouth. It's early in the morning, so sometimes the crowds, as they gather, might not be paying attention. See the wheelchairs. In the world yep. where people, they have their heads in their phone, they're going through Brooklyn, someone's <laughs> on their way to church, they're looking at their phone, they don't realize their fastest wheelchair is going, they're going 20 miles an hour. Wow. So we have to be, we have to be ahead of that and get to the intersections with the police officers and just keeping the wheelchair racers safe and keeping the, the pedestrians safe that are there. But it's a great experience. You get to do it quickly. They finish in, in like an, in an hour and a half or an hour and 20 minutes and then shower up and go to Treadwell where we're having our viewing party and cheer on the 50,000 runners that are going to be coming through throughout the day. Well, it's awesome, man. It sounds like you guys are taking over the city. That should be a great experience. I know a ton of D.C. Uh, folks are going to be headed up there in a couple of weeks. So... Well, make make sure the pay, friends with Pacers swing by, and if they see some new balance Absolutely. people, they'll, they'll they'll probably recognize a lot of people. Yep. I, I I know there's going to be tons of tractors and sales reps there. I don't know if Joanna and Trip are gone. They might even be there. Yep. I'm not too sure. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll they'll all be on hand. Well, tell, if you're listening, tell them that you heard Keith on Pace the Nation. That's that's key to go up to any any New Balance employee. And tell them you enjoy Keith on Pace the Nation. Well, finally, Absolutely. Keith, you, you are um, you just mentioned biking, so you just finished a charity ride this morning. Um, yeah. And, and Doc said 61, 61, What was it? He said it was a hundred k. Sixty one miles. Six, 60, isn't that sixty two miles? Uh, he. Did yeah, it short? I, don't know, it about, I think it was like I think it ends up being about sixty-one miles, but we'll just call it a hundred k. So you've been biking. So you are get you are a serious biker now, right? 
yeah, I love it. I can't run, you know. I've, I've too many years of, of uh, running through injuries and getting in the injury cycle. Uh, my, my body has said no more. <laughs> and uh, even if I went to Pacers and got an expert fit, <laughs> I... Uh, I still, you know, I wouldn't be able to run. Yeah. I would look very good, though. You you could dress. Yeah, I could. I could get you some nice New Balance gear that you would look sharp in, but you still couldn't run. That's too bad. Well, that's good that you're able to yeah. get out. So you're, you're, you, you, uh, your injuries don't prevent you from biking most every day? Yeah, biking has been great. It's really saved me uh, from, like, maybe going down a dark hole. Because <laughs> I, need to, I need to exercise. Uh, I, I love the IPAs. I think if I didn't have cycling, I'd be doing I'd be doing too much small batch IPA. So, I uh, cycling has been amazing for me. It's you know I'm as into cycling now as I was into running. I'm older, so obviously I have different goals for cycling. But to be around cyclists and cycling culture, it's the same as running culture. Yeah. You know, people love the sport. They love the sport at the pro level, but they love the sport at, at this level where we're at a charity ride today that New Balance is involved in called the King Challenge and it raises money for the Krempel Center up here in New Hampshire which is a center that does research on brain injury and there's a lot of uh, pro riders here all the way down to first time riders that could do a smaller route uh, smaller loop but great family atmosphere I think Lagunitas is the sponsor in the beer garden so I'm, I'm after this <laughs> podcast I'll go over there and enjoy a tasty beverage on a nice fall New England day that's awesome, man. Well, I know you've got that competitive drive. He was the 2000 uh, NCAA uh, cross-country champ at Providence. I feel like that was a long time ago, Which, man. Keith, you should know, Docs is wearing the shirt. Docs is wearing a 2000. No, no. He's wearing a 2000 uh, U.S. Winter Cross-Country Championship shirt yeah. that happened in... Wow. I know. How random is that? That, that happened where, 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 where? in Greensboro, North Carolina. I want to say, and I think Adam Dozier might have won uh, Goucher ran the double that day, yeah. And and, and Docs was just recalling that Kennedy dropped out. Yeah, Kennedy uh, dropped out that day. And that's funny. Yeah. And I said, where was I Keith? Remember. And then I realized Keith doesn't have dual citizenship. So. He talks funny. No, I, I was, I was uh, in 2000, I, was, uh, I would have been doing my 2000, because I was fall of 2000, so that would have been when indoor was happening at Providence College. Right, so we uh, that's been, right. We probably... We would have been at the Big East taking down Georgetown. Oh. <laughs> you know? I love it. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's, well, that's, Georgetown a, crew. that's a good spot to leave it. Julie will love that. All right. Keith, man, it's been great to catch up. We'll have to do it again soon. Uh, always a thrill to have you on the show. Um, keep up the good work. I, dude, I really, really appreciate your time today, man. Absolutely. And, and for your listeners, uh, make sure you get behind and, and follow what Sydney is going to be doing next year. But all of our team and the athletes, uh, we have a lot of good stuff. And I love and I hope that your listeners go to Pacers and get fit for a great running. No, no doubt, so man. I appreciate it. We will, we'll tweet out all the particulars about that, those those athletes. They do a good job of, uh, of, of showcasing them on the New Balance website. So we will definitely tweet out that link, too. Absolutely, and it's uh, been a pleasure to talk to you all, guys, and I will probably see you at the TRE or somewhere. Yes, for sure. I'm I'm looking forward to it. For sure, we'll be there. All right, buddy, there he goes. That's Keith Kelly. He's the Global Marketing Manager for Performance Running at New Balance. Thanks again, Keith. All right, thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. Keith Kelly on Pace the Nation. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this. 
All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Keith Kelly from New Balance for joining us on Pace the Nation today. Very cool, very cool. He's uh, one of my favorites in the industry. He's one of everybody's favorites in the industry. Um, great to have him on the uh, show. Love the accent, too. There's something about the accent that makes him like, I know. cooler than us. <laughs> oh, definitely. You know? Well, that's not the only thing that makes him cooler than <laughs> yeah, us. That's true. Uh, like, he can but wear... it, but it's, it's one thing. It's that, one... That... Like, he can wear those, like, clam digger pants. Like, I really want to be the guy. What are the clam digger pants? You know, like, pants? like, you roll your pant legs up, and you've got, like, the cool New Balance shoes. And, oh, you cuff you know, your pants? Cuff your pants, like, really high. Like, I, I don't know if he necessarily does that, but it's like... Mm-hmm. But he could if he wanted to. But he to. could if he wanted to. And then mm-hmm. you have the cool New Balance shoes. Like, do you have a statement sock with him? it? Or yeah, do you do bare leg? Yeah, you'd have to do a statement sock. Yeah, exactly. He does that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. He's probably cooler than that. I don't know what mm-hmm. he does. Whatever the next trend the is. Stuff, right, exactly. The stuff that he does, Farley, you, have, you don't even understand. Right, exactly. You need a stool <laughs> to get up to his level. <laughs> but it is with a very cool pair of New Balance shoes, which they didn't have 10 years ago. Uh, they really have transformed the uh, brand. So great to have him on the program. We'll have to catch up with him again soon. Uh, there's always stuff: biking, soccer, yeah, I mean, a little bit of running. You know, I think he could come on and just talk about his biking alone. <laughs> I know. No, I'm serious because because he was a uh, NCAA champion and a, and a serious full time runner, and now that he's put a a, a bunch of miles on uh, his 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 body can't take the running anymore. Yep. So so he, and he mentioned it. I mean, he has transitioned to uh another healthy activity uh and and you know, transform that obsession about running mm-hmm. into biking uh to stay fit and uh, burn off all those all that energy those that IPAs. he has. <laughs> well, the IPAs too, yeah. yeah. But do you, you know, I mean, he he is like every time he's he's like a you know, on a scale of, of 1 to 10, he's always at 11. <laughs> I know. Uh, that's, that's... So you know that he has energy that he needs to yep. get out in this 61-mile bike ride, and he's still, he's still uh, yeah, bouncing he just off finished the wall. It. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That's, that is a good future show. Okay, everybody, tune in. All right. I mentioned earlier I was uh, worried about docs. Mm. Uh, I wanted to bring this up here real quick. Okay. Tess, if you'll indulge us here. Uh I've said on this, I don't want to say where Docs lives, but I've said on this program oh, many I times. Oh, I know this story. Oh, you know? Yes. I've said on this program many times that I do a run that goes by his place. Yes. And I know he's been out of town on a work oh. uh, commitment. Uh-huh. And, I, and I run by his house uh, <gasps> one day. Yeah. Oh, my God. literally right across the street from his house is this car yeah. that is absolutely pummeled. Smashed up, smashed, smashed real good by a tree. I mean, uh-huh. the tree was like right next. Did to you his see house. the tree? I, I I saw some. I saw some, the tree trunk. I saw some remnants from yeah. the, from the tree still, but yeah. this thing destroyed. The, we'll tweet out a picture of the car if people care uh-huh. to know what happened in this storm that happened. It looks like a, a nice car ago. too. That's yeah. not your Beetle that was sedan. A, that was no. like the last um, Volkswagen Beetle made ever. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was some kind of like, it was some kind of, it was a nice sports car. Well, it looks like a Beetle now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it was totally smashed by, I guess we, you know, we had, 
I didn't have any problems at my place. I don't know if you did uh-huh. in Arlington, Tess, with, um, with the weather last couple weeks. A trees little down. bit, but not terrible. Not yeah. like that. Yeah. So well, the, what happened is the, the tree in, in the neighbor's yard fell. Um, they, they were across the street. It's a huge, huge old tree, mm-hmm. and it fell. It smashed the car. It took the power lines down, and it hit the house across the street. I don't know if you can see, and if, if you notice that, but the, they have a... Uh, railing on their walkway that was just bent and the the roof on the, across mm. the street was damaged as well yeah well we and you know what remember how my car broke down yes my car is parked on that street and if i had had it towed and uh-huh. i had to have it towed there if i had it towed in front of that house that would have solved all my car problems you s- so <laughs> many devious scams on this program that did uh <laughs> I'm, I've always been hoping that a tree, one of these big trees would fall on my house yeah, so well, that I can get the insurance check. <laughs> well, it was pretty close. It was pretty, so know, nothing, that's not so far away. N- nothing happened to your house, though. Okay. Unfortunately not. Right. Well, I knew he was out of town. Um, he was uh, working, and then you were at a, a game this weekend, uh-huh. uh, the UVA-Miami game, which yes. I didn't attend. Uh, it was a big alumni event at UVA. Mm-hmm track alumni event one more event that you can't check Uh, i know and it was an amazing game how was the experience um well we got um while uva obviously won yes huge win for the for the Cavs. so i i was there i was in charlottesville on friday night and went to random row Mm -hmm. uh for a uh, an event and a birthday party because one of our friends was celebrating his birthday um and then stayed overnight and a lot of guys left Saturday morning because they have other responsibilities in life. Not me. So I stayed <laughs> and had a... You got a had, podcast. <laughs> Come on, man. And I had a, I had a day in Charlottesville, and I was going to go to the athletic uh, barbecue. And then my, my ticket to the football game was upgraded to a suite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went with the, the track and field coaches, Brian Fetzer, who was a former guest, and mm-hmm. Jason Dunn, who's the new coach. Um, they, they had us, uh, in the suite and the plan was to stay for the first half, um, you know, kind of hang out, say hi, enjoy the game. But basically UVA is going to get blown out by Miami. So we'll, we'll leave at halftime and get home at a reasonable hour on Saturday night. Right. And un- unfortunately, 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 our defense played so great yep. and we're into the game and it's like 1130 when the game's over and we, we, we beat this team. But I did tell everybody in the box, I was like, if Miami comes back and wins this in the fourth quarter, I'm going to be so mad that they didn't just blow us out in the right, first quarter. Because you, you could get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. But you stayed for an awesome game. They mm-hmm. stormed the field. Did you storm the field? No. <laughs> From the box? There's yeah, no way you're true. getting there in time. True. Yeah, you can hop. We could have hopped the wall. Yeah, I, I, I was sorry to miss that game. Glad you were there. It looked like a, it looked like a great time. The box was kind of funny because we – so we went. There's four of us uh, rode together, and we went to get our tickets – at the will call and then we go up the elevator to where all the suites are which is like in this horseshoe section of uh the south end zone so we go up and we're looking at the numbers we're like oh we have to go this way and i think whatever the box was we were like in box uh you know 55 or 56 or something like this and we get to the end of the hallway and the last suite is 50 we're like, oh man, we've been had. <laughs> there's no, there's no. And so we're kind of look, looking around, and there's there's uh, security there. We're like, um, 
we have box 55 and they're like okay come with us and so they escort us through the press box uh like like to a different section we have to go through these tunnels and all this stuff it really felt like if anybody remembers that movie spinal tap when they're like they can't find the stage and they're walking around the 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 bowels of the silver dome or something like that it's it it just felt like that And and for a brief minute uh i thought Man, this is a good prank. Like they, they, <laughs> they got gotcha. you. They, they got us thinking that we were gonna get uh, sandwiches and chicken fingers, but no, we're, no. they're Nothing. escorting us somewhere Out. where they're like, if you want to leave, you got to make a donation. You know? right. That would have been smart. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, speaking of Virginia, uh, we've talked about on the show that there's a new president at UVA, and he's an avid runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Jim Ryan. And with a name like that, you have yeah, to be an avid runner. Exactly. <laughs> uh, he was inaugurated as the ninth Virginia president this past week. Only the ninth? Yep, ninth president. How long do people stay in term? 50 years? That's a good point. Yeah, forever. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, only the ninth president. uh, But he was inaugurated this past week. Uh, But that's not the story I wanted to touch on. The story I wanted to touch on is, you know, he's been the acting president and working this year, this school year and all that stuff before he was inaugurated. And he Mm -hmm. has been doing a Tuesday morning run, all comers run what at time? six o'clock. Ugh. Six <laughs> Come six, on, Jim. Six AM. Sun's uh, not you even can up. Meet the president of UVA and just go for a fun run with Not him. worth it. Now are you kidding? Six How cool is that? Like literally I'm gonna go there. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go there. I mean I, I annoying. I, I've tried to angle to get him on the program. Yeah. You know? uh-huh. And I've I've you know I've, I've made some initial calls and no success yet. My angle is I'm going to get up one of these Tuesdays at 3.30, drive there, do the fun run, and convince them to come on pace. The you're going to be the only and, one there. And then you're going <laughs> to come back uh, and, and sneak back into bed, and Julie will be none the wiser. Right? No, she'll be, she'll, <laughs> she'll be up for sure. Um, but uh, how cool is it that he's doing a fun run every I single do like tu- it. Tuesday? I do like it. I know you don't like the time. It's like 6. Yeah. Hey, no, it's on, smart. No students like are going to get up and complain. Yeah, do like at 11.30. Yeah. I mean. Come on, bud. Uh, well, I mean, there's there's some students with 8 o'clock classes. Um, yeah. You probably were. I wasn't. I didn't have the 8 I, ha- o'clock I always had 8 o'clock Yeah, classes. but they're getting up at 7.45. Right. <laughs> that's, that's true. No, I used to have to do, like when we were in school, we had to do a three-mile morning run. And, and so you'd have to do it, I think, three times a week or something like that. And, yeah. and you had to sign in. Farley, Farley was usually the first one to sign in. Uh, not true. <laughs> not true at all. Yeah, for the Wednesday morning, you guys would sign in after you did your uh, uh, Tuesday night bar night. No, that's <laughs> not true. Not true. Although my runs, his were probably like 6.30. Mine's were more like 9.30. Yeah, you just barely morning. made the deadline. Yeah. Coach is taking the list down. You're like, not too fast. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Uh, but very cool. Jim Ryan Morning. I am going to go there and do one of these runs, and we're going to convince them to The be best thing about this, everybody, is that Chris is going to go down there on his own, and he's going to go do the run, and then he's going to talk about it. I'm going to be like, okay, well, I wasn't working. I probably could have made it too. <laughs> right. Good well, for you. Hey, hey I'll, I'll grab you on the way. All right. So that was very cool. All right. So sorry, Tess. I know enough Virginia talk. <laughs> um, then I'm going to have to get used to it. Yeah. Well, we uh, we 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 don't talk as much Virginia as we do bird scooters, but we uh-huh. do talk a decent. We do amount. we do have to crowbar Virginia in For and sure. random row, and also I have a pace the nation topic mm-hmm. about uh, one of our favorite cities that we love to talk about, Boston. 
Oh, really? Yes. And f- once and for all, we have somebody was was good enough to go out and settle the debate that Farley asks everybody from Boston, yep. what song is represents Boston? And so what I did was I called my good friends at Pearl Jam. I should have asked Keith Kelly. Yeah. He lives in Boston well, now. You don't need to because I settled okay, this once okay, for all. Okay. I called my good friends Pearl Jam. And I said, guys, I'm coming to see you guys play at Fenway, and I want you to play the song that epitomizes Boston. You know, so they they had the whole catalog, and they played a song that has come up in topic, and uh, as a suggestion by somebody actually, and settled the debate once and for all. So we never have to ask anybody anymore. So who are your friends at Pearl Jam, by the way? Eddie yep. Vedder? Uh, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like some of this story might not yeah. be true. But they did play a song that they said epitomized wow. Boston. And and I know that this is like a burning topic for you. So I was like, I'm going to bring this up on the podcast well, because the debate is settled. Well, let's remind the audience who I said was the, the, the songs that were in contention. Uh, More Than a Feeling by Boston. Stupid. Uh, uh why do we always have to remind them? Basically, your 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 suggestions are are like songs that have nothing to do with Boston. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. They do <laughs> um, the uh, Sweet Caroline. That one uh, kind of does. I mean, they sing in that a at creepy the Red Sox way, game in a really creepy way. Uh, the uh, Dropkick Murphy song. I can't remember the name of the. Uh, the shipping up to Boston. Shipping up to Boston. Yeah. 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 That right. one yeah. is not your suggestion. That was my suggestion. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, yeah. And then you're not getting Joanna's off the show, so we're not giving her any credit the, for nothing. <laughs> the final, the final one was uh, Boston by American rock band Augustina. So Augustina. Augustina. Right. No, none right. of those are the right answer. All right. Well, the correct answer, which we actually somebody wrote in and said so. Do we get a drum roll? Mm. Oh, I can do an announcement. The correct answer is Dirty Water. All right. I don't even know that song. No. Is that a Pearl Jam song? No. Oh, okay. It's a it's a classic and it's about the Charles River. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, again. And it and and it was written in probably Carter was the one who suggested it. Okay. Yeah, and Carter has uh roots of Boston. Loyal yeah. listener Carter has roots yeah. of Boston. So, All right. He's he's a fair authority on the subject, so that's fine. Well, I think that Eddie Vedder solved this problem once and for all. All right. Well, that's that. That's fine. I will continue. Uh, besides Keith, I will continue to ask the folks from Boston. We'll, well add Eddie Vedder's song as, in there. As it, well, it's not his song. He it was a cover. Oh, okay. They they played somebody else's. Song. Got it. Okay. Who's the original? Dirty Water was written by a band in the 1960s. Mm, okay. But, um, I think the Standells. I'm going to forget all this, so I'm still uh, going to remember the, no, Dirty Water. the four songs that I believe. You don't have to remember who it was written by, but it's a classic. So okay. it's the write-in candidate. <laughs> exactly. That's It's the write-in candidate that's going to win, just like my 2020 <laughs> presidential bid. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Uh, good luck to everybody running Marine Corps. Come and see us at the Marine Corps Marathon Finish Line Tent. We will be selling uh, officially licensed gear at the Marine Corps Marathon Finish Line Tent. And after the marathon, come to our Clarendon store. We will still have our Marine Corps Marathon pop-up shop with our Normatech 
recovery boots so you can come in and get uh, recovered with Normatec after the race. Uh, and Farley, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that my dad also said dirty water. All right. We don't like to give him any sort of shine or shout outs in the show, but he is a very loyal listener. He is. And All right, Mr. Docs. All right. It's not his that, name. That means he does his his um, input does hold some water. Dirty water. Dirty water. All right. So, Docs. Um, That's me. You know, you and I were supposed to watch this movie. I don't know. Tess, do you, do you recall this? That I, I was assigned to watch a movie. This is before my time. Before your time. All right. Bye. You weren't listening. <laughs> Loyal listener Brian Knight assigned me to watch a movie because I don't watch very many movies. So I got two movie stories real quick, right? We were assigned to watch but Casablanca together. You haven't seen Casablanca? Ago. I know. See, how bad is that, right? Sometimes, uh, Tess, it's better to be quiet than to admit <laughs> that you don't listen to the show. Okay. So, um, <laughs> finally, just just to correct this, that was that was supposed to be movie number one in a ten part <laughs> summer ten-part series. series. Right. Right. So uh, I've been waiting to tell this to Docs because uh, I was cleaning up around the house, which I don't do f- very frequently. The other day, uh, down in my my family room, and I was looking at old CDs or DVDs that we had. And I look through, and I pull out Casablanca. How about that? So that's amazing. Not only have I not seen it, I have a DVD player on this computer. Let's watch it right now. I have the actual movie DVD, so it's not like it would be hard for me to see. Mm-hmm. No, I, I have access to it, mm-hmm. and I still haven't seen it. And so. he also pulled out a pacifier. <laughs> that was, that's actually been sitting on the there's, table. There's been a pacifier sitting on the table all yeah, day long yeah, and nobody said anything. Life. Two kids. That's my life. So anyways, that's one uh, movie related thing I wanted to say. So we'll get to this. Uh, we'll, we'll get to watching Casablanca. I, I guess you finding the DVD is half the battle. <laughs> uh, so you've seen, are you a fan of Casablanca? It's a classic Humphrey yeah. Bogart. Like yeah. you, you got to get with right. the program. I know. I, know. I, I think I compared him to Tom Cruise. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a different <laughs> level, <laughs> but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Not quite there. All right. Uh, another, <laughs> another story I wanted to share. I've been waiting mm-hmm. for docs in this movie thing to share because it's movie mm-hmm. related. Uh, and this will show again how oblivious I am to movies. This is a segment I love. Though. All right, so I we're, we're traveling to Wisconsin. I'm going with uh, Georgetown, and you know Keith earlier gave me a hard time about the Georgetown team mm-hmm. uh, because, of course, Julie coaches at Georgetown. So right. Julie is flying. We're taking both kids. Julie is flying with our younger kid Paul, who's about two months at the time. Mm-hmm. I'm flying with James, flying on different flights, right? Okay. To Wisconsin, we fly to Madison, and we're gonna meet about the same time at Madison. Okay. Julie gets there before I do. She's with Paul and the kids on the Georgetown team. I'm with James, we get off the flight, you know, I take him and we don't have a stroller, so he's walking and he's kind of not walking. I'm picking him up. I'm dragging him, all that stuff. I mean, it's mm-hmm. dragging it, him. It's not dragging Could him. Could you put him in a rolling suitcase and <laughs> just bring that's it That's what with? I needed to do. But the point is, is that it was noticeable that I had a two-year-old with me and he was, you know, uh, going with me to the, uh, to, to, to the place where we picked up our, our, our luggage. So they're standing there uh, at, the, at the luggage area. Uh, with the Georgetown team, Julie's standing there with Paul, uh, and I uh, I see him, and Paul needs to be changed. 
So I said, yeah, I can do that while you stay with your team. You take James, I'll take Paul. Handoffs? Handoff. So I take Paul into the bathroom, and fortunately the bathroom did have which all good bathrooms should have. A changing station, which you didn't care about four years ago. (laughs) Which I do care about now. Mm -hmm. So I'm changing him on the table, and then um, some guy walks in, and he says to me, what in the name of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is going on here? So (laughs) I was like, what are you talking about? He had been following me with James. (laughs) The two-year-old, and then lost sight of me, and then sees me <laughs> at with this the infant. changing table with an infant. <laughs> I'm like, "What is honey? I shrunk the kids." Dude, it was that was, Michael P. Miller? It was really fun. Was Michael <laughs> P. Miller on your flight? When, when I when I realized what the movie was, I had to Google the movie. I was like, "That's pretty funny." Because I have this two-month-old on the table, and he's like, yeah. what is going on? Because yeah. you know, he had no idea that I just did the change-off with uh-huh. Julie. He had done something. I was There's like, a whole yeah. backstory. Yeah. So then I got it, and I was like, That's oh. good. That's good yeah, stuff. It was, it was a good – and he was – he was. I was like, what do you mean? And he was legitimately like, what is going on here? So mm-hmm. I told him my wife flew in a different flight, had the younger kid. I've got the older kid. Mm-hmm. And then we traded him off, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, and then I Googled what Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so I thought that was that was very funny, but it would have been funnier to me if I if you known, had any sort of uh, pop culture <laughs> if I at all. What what uh, what? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Have That's you seen Honey, one. I Shrunk the Kids? I have not. Should uh, we add it to the list? <laughs> yeah, maybe we should add, add number you know, eleven on the list. Yeah. You know, they made like uh, a it's bunch a of series. Those. Yeah, really. And then it was I think it was even a TV show. Boy, they that Disney really milked that one. Yeah, they did. Um, anyways, well, maybe I'll add it to, was it good? Do you guys remember? No. Honey, no. <laughs> no. I Shrunk the Kids is good. And <laughs> one says no, one says <laughs> no, yes. No, it's good. All right. It was good at the time. Well, he says DuckTales is good. So. DuckTales is good, though. Do you, Come on. DuckTales good? I'm not familiar with okay. DuckTales. <laughs> I see again, showing her a, uh, <laughs> We have a fan. We have a fan outside. It's intern outside Joanna. Intern, intern Joanna waving at Come us. in. Yeah, come in. So she doesn't know what Ducktales is. You're a better person. How did for she? It. How did she get through the filter process? There was no filter process. <laughs> <laughs> she just keeps showing up. Yeah, and she's good. Yeah. No, so. no Ducktales. No. Well, you know, she she did see. She that's does the entire like Casablanca. That's so. the entire uh, interview process. Have you ever heard of Ducktales? <laughs> no. no. Sorry. Good thing that you weren't here for the interview. Um, <laughs> all right. Finally, I teased this early and I left it to the end because oh. you mentioned that we were top five yes. in the world. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everybody was dying to know what I was talking about. We got an email this week that said, Pace the Nation is in the feed spot top 40 running podcasts okay. in the world. And these are podcasts, running podcasts throughout the world. Uh-huh. We are number five on the list. Right. I don't know how legitimate this uh, list is, who these people are, right? if we should be proud of this, or if it's some sort well, of like... Well, how many running podcasts are there out there? Well, they gave 40. Yeah, there was, yeah. There was a I had some 40. questions about his list. I thought that you know there were some other shows that I think are really good that should have mm-hmm. been around our level. I agree with us top five. I think we're Oh, one, we're definitely but, top five. Yeah. but um, Because number one is in the top five. Yes, that's true. So we're definitely top we're five. We're t- definitely top five. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, it's um, 
some random email and you know maybe it's a spam email that the guy is trying to like get money from us or something like that because mm-hmm. he's, well he, you're the right mark <laughs> he like so <laughs> you know how you like you, you you butter somebody up and then yeah. you know yeah. make them feel good and then your next thing you know you're paying them hundreds of dollars or something to be like ranked that. number four <laughs> right exactly yeah. Yeah. so yeah. i haven't gotten back to him but uh i did email you guys um Surprisingly enough, no responses from either of you guys. I'm busy. The email looks a little spammy. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Were I didn't click impressed. any links. I tell yeah. you that. <laughs> but uh, I, but how come it went to you? I I don't know. I think my my name is on the is is on the the, the website. Is yeah, my email's on the website somewhere? Well, that, I mean, the fact that it went to you makes it less spammy to me because all of the feeds has my email. That's true. Yeah. Well, they they tracked our. They track. They gave a actual ranking. They yeah. gave a synop- synopsis of our show real quick, and they said how many Twitter and Facebook followers we had. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he did some research. All so. right. Well, you should you should write him back. Yeah. All right. Well, I love how Tess just thought it was spam and, <laughs> and didn't uh, have any well, interest. Because she doesn't listen to the show, so she doesn't know how good it is. <laughs> she does the show notes. She has to listen. No, she, she doesn't. She, well, she didn't know any of the references yet. She doesn't know how good we doesn't are. doesn't mean I like listening to right, it. Right. You have to. It's part of your job. Right. All right. Um, and I did say finally, but I'm going to now say another finally. Uh, okay. Just walking by here. Biking by. Biking by. Intern Joanna. Intern Joanna. Um, is this mic potted up? There we go. Yeah. Intern Joanna, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Well, what, what are you biking by here? Was this random or were you kind of coming to check in on us? Did, Did you know we were recording? Bike yet? by every hour. <laughs> right. Seeing if we're here. Yeah, like, so you don't know, but I actually have like a camera installed across the Stalker. street, so I know I when you guys are here. See, that's a good intern. That is smart. a good intern. Yeah. All right, so intern Joanna has been an intern for, I don't know, half a year, maybe a year now. Uh, she's in charge of our social schedule. Oh, what are uh, we doing next? Yeah, what are yeah, we doing great, next? Yeah, great question. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we need to have a pre-holidays happy hour. Okay, pre-holiday happy hour. I, I like, mean like we, before Halloween. No. <laughs> That's soon. <laughs> that is quick. It's like in 10 days. Yeah, no, I don't think, what were you thinking about pre-holiday? I was thinking in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Perfect. All right. Let's let's we 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 all have our hands in on it. That's going to be the decision. That's our next uh, happy hour. My vote is obviously are always on the Virginia side, but I know DC always seems to be more more uh, well attended. But you work the details out on that, mm-hmm. uh, intern Joanna. Okay, I'm on it. Um, have you been listening to the new show in its new form with Tess, Docs, and Farley? Of course. Oh, this is, I couldn't okay, be an intern was, if right. I didn't. So this this was a test. Had you said no, we would have thrown you out of here. Would we have? No, probably not. Probably not. So what do you think of the show? Again, a test. I think it's I think it's doing good. I think okay. it's bounced back now that you've put out a few. Yeah. First we had that first one come back. Right. It's kind of a teaser. And then I think we were all like, Then there was right, a void. Yeah. Are yeah. you really coming back? You're not coming back? Yeah. But I think it's good. I think it, it's good that you came back with some consistency right off the bat with Tess. Yep. So I think that I is going to help it just keep rolling. Would right. you have fallen for the prank if we had her as a guest <laughs> host for a year? Totally. Yeah. Well, well, maybe not can a you year. Believe, like can probably you, two months I would have fallen. Can you believe that they <laughs> ruined that? What a good bit. They have no I patience. Blew I blew it. Yeah, sorry. Uh, it it would have been good. All right. Thank well, you. I, I blew it. Another thing I blew. All right. Well, thank you, intern Joanna. Look for uh, information about the... Next happy hour between Thanksgiving and Christmas, not before Halloween.
Yep, I'm right. on it. So <laughs> we'll get that info out hopefully early enough so people can clear their calendars. Let's do it. All right. Thank you. There, I'm glad you, you popped by. Your, your and cameras are working. And Farley, for incentive, can we do a, a, a giveaway? Yes, absolutely. Let's do, the, let's do a giveaway at the uh, in, next. At yeah, we'll come up with a pr- – that's a great idea. We'll <coughs> come up with a, a giveaway. I'm going to get on a, a rep. <laughs> To uh, give us something for for everybody who no, shows up. No, no other spoilers. Yep. Like you got to yeah, show it. up if show you want the other details. If you want, the, if you want the the freebie. All right. Great to see you, intern Joanna. Have a great day. Thanks. All you right, too. There she goes. Thanks for surprising us. Yes. And you can always surprise us here. We are in the center of the universe. Mm-hmm. Thirty one hundred Clarendon Boulevard is where Studio One A is. Uh, walk by every hour or every mm-hmm. other hour, like or maybe Joanna. maybe reach out to intern Joanna and find out if uh, her camera is on the <laughs> web somewhere and get yeah. that get that uh, URL. All right, great show, guys! Episode one seventy in the books. Thanks again to Keith Kelly of New Balance for joining us. Give him a follow on Twitter. He is a good follow on Twitter. It's at Kelrock nineteen seventy seven. Give him a follow. Uh, and thanks again to Keith Kelly of New Balance. Also, thanks to intern Joanna for joining us. And that's, you know, if you're a listener, come and bang on the window. You can join us anytime. If you want to mm-hmm. be on the show. No. <laughs> find us. No. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. You can, you can come by. You can wave to us. Right. Uh, and you can no hold guarantee. a sign. <laughs> no I'd love it, a good sign. You're yeah. not going to be on the show. No guarantee you'll be on the show. That's only for intern Joanna's. All right. All right. That's true. All right. Great to have the full crew back. So for Test Strike and William E. Docs, I'm Chris Farley. This is Space the Nation. We'll see you next week. It just got blown with a great charity ride. Nice. How how far was the ride? It was about 100Ks. Nice, man. Oh, that's right. not very far. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's no 61 far. miles for, yeah, for the Americans. <laughs> Tess is the uh, our new co-host that, um, I mean, she's doing way better than Joanna, I, I just have to say. I mean, I, don't tell <laughs> Joanna that, but she's, she's killing it compared to what Joanna was okay, doing. Okay, then, Tess. You probably have a job at New Balance in the next 18 months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send my resume great tonight. Job coaching all the best people. <laughs> you bike shared with a bike helmet. Good for you. Yeah. You're doing it the right way. Trying to be safe. Yes. Because everybody who does the uh, bird scooters and flying down the road, no helmets.
It only you only have to wear a helmet if it's your own bike or scooter. But if you're doing a bike share or or bird scooter, ah, safety's not important. Yeah, <laughs> it's not, especially in Madison, Wisconsin. What did we just say? Ducktails is great. Ducktails is great. Okay. Is great. All right.